What's going on? This your man John A. Schultz from the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. This is episode 31, no, 32. God damn. Now, a lot of shit happened this week. You know, we still, it's demonstrators everywhere. People are still protesting for Black Lives Matter, and I'm glad they are doing it. But something was just brought to my attention. Um, some comments by Shamal Moore now. A lot of people do not agree with what Shamal Moore said and the fact that he is, I guess, stating that he is biracial, that he is black as well as white. Now, I'm not really sure what the fuck the fuss is, but when I was going through the comments, I see a lot of people, they do not agree with Shamal Moore. I've seen some people saying he's canceled. But before I say anything, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play y'all what he said because, in my opinion, I don't care. If Shamal Moore is black and he is also half white, which makes him biracial, I don't see what the issue is. I don't. People like J. Cole is biracial. He mentions it. He mentions it on every album. Like you can't hide who you are, but I see some people take offense to the fact that Shamal Moore is saying, you know, I'm also half white. Who gives a fuck? You can be half white. You can be Chinese. You can be white and you can still Support Black Lives Matter But um, let me play y'all what he said Because I'm not sure if, if everybody has heard what he said But this right here is Shamar Moore Let me pull this shit up real quick Hey um, If you see me posting it I'm not f***ing him If you see me on live with it I'm not f***ing him the, I've learned as Shamar about. has learned We both keep our relationship sh- off the internet and I cry to him he I don't know what you're talking about but here comes Shamar Moore I am half black <laughs> and I am half white but I am proud to be black but I am also proud to be white I understand what it is to be treated like a when I don't have my fame and when I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time and nobody knows who I am then I'm just a on the street I've been thrown down on the sidewalk in my lifetime I understand what it is I haven't gone through the George Floyd situation I have not gone through that but I know what it is but I'm not going to denounce the other side of me because I'm looking at humanity I'm looking at, I'm looking at humanity and my mother who's white who just passed you know sorry for your loss I appreciate that I lost my best friend but my mama if she didn't think outside the box I wouldn't have life okay this is a white woman from Boston in the 60s it got in the way um, that was a very racist, racially mm-hmm. divided time. And she thought outside of the box and she met my daddy and she made me. So without my mother thinking outside the box, I wouldn't have life. And now that I have this life, I can't denounce because there is good mm. and bad on all sides. Better Black, preach, white, green, brother. and yellow. There's good and bad on all sides. I understand that I am brown. I understand that I am black. I understand that I am a n- Okay, mm. but I am not going to denounce my mama. And if my mama was still alive, she'd say, baby. And that's the issue I'm having. I've seen people, I've seen some people taking offense to the fact that he mentioned he was half white. Oh, you know, nobody asked you that question. Does it matter? And this is also the issue I have with social media and why those of you guys who have been with this podcast from the very, very beginning, you know how I feel. Like, being a black celebrity, it is almost virtually impossible to give an opinion. It's impossible. Because you can say something from your heart, but if what you say based on how you feel does not align with what the majority of social media is saying or how they think you should feel, then you run the risk to be canceled. Like, I don't see what someone saying that they are biracial 
in the time that we live in now, especially with Black Lives Matter being so prominent and with, like, they said last week, this is the biggest civil rights movement ever. There have been Black Lives Matter protests in 50 states in over 18 countries. The biggest movement in the history of America. But I don't take offense to Shamar Moore letting us know he's biracial. I don't. And I won't feel a kind of way about it because if that is who he is, if that is part of his family heritage and his family background, then you can't denounce that side like he said or eliminate it or pretend that it does not exist to fully, quote unquote, support Black Lives Matter. Like, I don't get that. Like, do not hide who you are because, you know, of what social media may say. If you are half white, that is part of you. That is part of who you are. And um, it goes back to even last year when I guess, you know, the majority of social media found out that Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, they found out that his wife was white. And they tried so hard. Oh, he canceled. You talk all this shit. You got a show called Atlanta. You talk all this black excellence and blah, blah, blah. You rooting for black people, but you got a white wife. Like having a white wife does not make someone's blackness go away. But I understand now in the world we live in now with social media to be pro-black for the masses, you everything got to be black. Everything got to be black. If you got white friends, oh, you're not fully black. Oh, it's just like. Being a celebrity, it's damn near impossible, man. But um, it's some shit I want to get to this week. Drew Brees, I ain't going to spend too much time on this motherfucker. He said some dumb, idiotic, tone-deaf statements. The fact that he still correlated Colin Kaepernick taking a knee for social injustice. And, you know, the fact that black people are still mistreated, killed, murdered, whatever the fuck word you want to use. At the hands of the police And for this nigga Drew Brees to still Correlate well you know If you're taking the knee then you know You just you disrespecting the flag It has nothing to do With the flag and also we got this Coon Ben Carson who said You know people were mad at Colin Kaepernick because He took a knee and he disrespected The flag but they would not have been Mad at Colin Kaepernick If he had just said He loved America the nigga said that shit four years ago. When everybody was on the, when everybody jumped on the, I hate Colin Kaepernick train, he let it be known. I am not taking a, a knee because I hate America. I am taking a knee because I want black people to be included in the freedom and have the same, you no, know, like the same opportunities as every other race. And he said it verbatim. I do not hate America. I love America. So Ben Carson, sit your coon ass down. And also, man, um, yeah, Trina, man, Trina, Trina. Like, I don't know why the fuck all these black celebrities, they putting their foot in their mouth. And also, I want to speak about how do I feel about all these companies, all these corporations coming out in support of Black Lives Matter? I feel it's a good thing, but I also feel like the shit is nasty. I feel like that because I don't know, just something seems off about it to me. It just don't seem right. It just seemed weird. But I want to start this podcast off by playing a song by my guy, man. 
new music dropped. And y'all know when new music dropped, like, I look forward to it, man, because, damn, like, when I sit back and, like, I just, I watch the news and I see TV, it could kind of make you depressed. Like, when you look at how the world is and how the world is kind of changing before our eyes. And I hope that, you know, before I leave this earth, God willing, that I will see a great amount of change. But I'm going to start this song off, well, this podcast, by playing a song by my guy Marlon Craft. This song is airplane mode. I'm in airplane mode, don't talk to me. I'm in airplane mode, don't talk to me. I'm in airplane mode, there they go. I'm way above the bullshit, waving at you haters. I'm in airplane mode, don't talk to me. I'm in airplane mode, don't talk to me. I'm in airplane mode, there they go. I'm way above the bullshit, way above the bullshit. About as underrated as an air and go to dunk. Y'all some rock star dads, it's apparent you a punk. I've been trying to bring the truth, you can dare me if you want. Very rarely do my care be passed barely for you wary motherfuckers, I'm a grump. Craft on his high horse again. Nick's chunk glides and some socks on the porch again. Read them about whatever false persona they be morphing into this week, bitch, please. It's a light flex, I'm just getting my endorphins in. They like, please bring the chorus and forge and forward, winning the foreign with, but they so familiar. How am I the one observing that they so vanilla trying to unwind? I've been very stressed. We on the duck kind, we ain't on very. It's Marlin Craft Airplane Mode, baby. Marlin Craft Airplane Mode. The vest is leaks at best. I wrote this shit the day smoke got popped. Feel like I'm losing the little hope I got. Woo! Feel like everybody with the jokes I'm not. So I'm just trying to focus on the folks I got. I'm in airplane mode. Don't talk to me. I'm in airplane mode. Don't talk to me. I'm in airplane mode. There they go. I'm way above the bullshit. Waving at you haters. I'm in airplane mode. Don't talk to me. I'm in airplane mode. Don't talk to me. I'm in airplane mode. There they go. I'm way above the bullshit. Way above the bullshit. Leave me alone, please. I ain't felt right since we lost Kobe. I ain't been the same since Mac OD. Shit is OD. I'm feeling lonely. Ain't had a hero in years. Got zero appears. Had to delete the apps. Tired of needing your cheers. Tired of all the media just feeding your fears. But fuck that. Pass the sauce. Gotta hold on. Put a little bit of rhythm in it. So strong. That's why they get a little bitter with it. Hold on. All of the shoulders that they limit them with no pro. My heart bundled up for winter, but watch when I get. Hot, how the climate change. Fuck your finer things. I'm like if Cornell West, Griselda, Chappelle, and Adele all got together and designed the brain. Ain't no time for games, man. I'm in airplane mode. Don't talk to me. I'm in airplane mode. Don't talk to me. I'm in airplane mode. There they go. I'm way above the bullshit. Waving at you haters. I'm in airplane mode. Don't talk to me. I'm in airplane mode. Don't talk to me. I'm in airplane mode. There they go. I'm way above the bullshit. Way above the bullshit. That right there was my guy, Marlon Craft with Airplane Mode. I'm going to take a quick break. I got to pay some bills, let the sponsors come in, and we're going to dive into this shit, man. This is episode 31, 32. Man, I, I forgot where the fuck I'm at, man, but stay tuned. This is John A. Schultz, Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. In the hands of another civilian, we cannot bring him back. 
We cannot. Okay. We cannot bring him back. You cannot pump life back into them at all. I can't bring back my little brother's life. His life was taken by the hands of a man, a black man. I can't bring his life back. So what are you saying? Let's be Because I'm ready today. Today, I'm ready today. We're not I am ready today, man. Okay, Trina. Today is the day. That's what we're talking about. Yes, I'm ready today. All right. Now, Hold up, keep in mind, Trina says she's ready today. This is Trina going on her long rant, which she eventually apologized for. But you hear in the video, I'm ready today, I'm ready today. Okay, Trina, you ready, but you apologized. Uh-huh, let's continue. We're talking about it. We're talking about it. We're talking about it. We're talking about it. Y'all always sweep that under the rug, and y'all want to make something else. We're going to talk about it all today. All right. Yeah. We're talking about black lives. And you hear Trick Daddy, he doing his best to save her. Like, he, so many times in this clip, he tried to steer her back on the right path because he knew the kind of backlash she was going to face. But, you know, matter of fact, I'm not even going to say that. But when a lot of people, when, when they get amped up and when they get into their bag, when they get into their, like, it's just a certain mode people get into where they just don't stop. And Trick Daddy, he tried his damn hardest to steer her back on the right path because, like, she kept going left and he kept trying to steer her back the right way. But she was just so riled up. Her mom was made up. She was going to jump down whatever, whatever ditch she was digging for herself. And it continued as I continue to clip. From the hands of other black people, those, are, those matter too, huh? All right, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I, what I won't do. Mm-hmm. Let me pause it right there because now... I understand that black-on-black violence is a huge part of our culture. It's a huge part of our communities, especially those being lower income. But to say that now, as a black woman, when we have, like I said, the biggest civil rights protests in human history. So to even invoke black lives, oh, you know, blacks are killing blacks. Yes. But... The part that people always leave out, like we like we rob and kill what is closest to us. Does it make it right? No. But if you have a lot of blacks and Latinos cramped up in lower income communities, it's it's sad and it sucks, but that is just like that is what's gonna happen in these situations because eventually it becomes like a dog eat dog world. Because everybody who lives in the project or in lower income communities, some are better off than others. So if you live in the same projects I live in, in a lower income neighborhood, but you have more than me, but I don't have what you have, or I am not willing to invest the time and the effort to work to get what you got, even though we are in the same communities, I'm going to rob you. Now, that is not what happens all the time, but that is how a lot of people think. And I can speak on that because I was born and raised in the projects, like I told y'all before, in the Bronx, New York. And there were many times where, you know, my mom started doing good. She was a single mother of three. Where you know, there was a time she she wanted to buy a big TV. It was Black Friday. They had a TV on sale, like, I think it was like a 70-inch TV. But I talked to... I talked her out of buying that TV, like just out of fear for us. Because it's not like we live in a house to where we can go to Best Buy, pick up the TV in a car and drive it home. Like when you live in the ghetto, when you live in the projects, when you live in a lower income neighborhood, you have to take the bus or even the cab, the taxi. 
And I just imagined taking a taxi, like taking a taxi from Best Buy with a 70-inch TV, getting out in the projects with a 70-inch TV, waiting for the elevator, as everybody who comes in the building can see me standing there, can see my mother standing there with a 70-inch TV, knowing that we lived in the building for over 20 years, knowing our apartment number, because we lived there for over two decades. My mom is still there. So I had to talk her out of buying that TV just out of our safety because people see us going upstairs with that TV. And yes, it's a great thing for us to have a TV that big, knowing the fact that we had a small TV our whole life. But people see that and they just you become a you become a target and it sucks. But let me continue what Trina was saying, man. I would not compare. Yo, you ain't gotta compare it. You ain't gotta compare it. I'm living in the life hey, of it. It's no talk? comparison. I feel the same way. Uh, it's no exception. A life is a life. Period. Period. Okay. A life is a life. Okay. No matter okay. how it was taken, whether it was a car accident, okay. whether it was from a police, whether it was from the. Let me pause it again. Now, of course, she, as she mentioned, she is somewhat biased because she lost a brother to black on black violence. So I can understand her from that point of view. So she is speaking from emotions, like emotion. She is speaking from her heart. So I'm not going to jump down her throat. Like a lot of people did on social media, because she lost someone close to her, someone she loved. She lost a brother. So when you speak it from the heart or when you speak it from emotion, sometimes things do not come out in the way in which you intend them to hands of another black man. A life was taken. Okay. Simple. Alright, I gotta get All right. I'm now, glad you trick, said period. Trick, trick, trick. Fired trick. Minneapolis police officer Derek Siobhan has been arrested and charged with third degree murder. Third degree murder and manslaughter. Hmm. Okay, third degree murder means a homicide committed with the intention of causing bodily harm but not necessarily death. If convicted, he could get 25 years in prison or a murder charge. Alright, I ain't gonna keep playing this bitch. But, um, a main issue that people took, and I understood it, was when she called the looters animals. Now, are they animals? No, but do you have opportunists who use a situation as a means for personal gain? Yes. I wouldn't call them animals, but they displayed an animalistic behavior, if that's the case. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to pull up her fucking apology. And I just got the alert. Kia always got some shit to say. Kia was, um, replied to, what's the bitch name? To Trina letting her, I ain't going to get into it. These motherfuckers always arguing. But eventually Trina ended up apologizing for what she said. And, you know, said she spoke from emotion. She spoke, you know, like, you know, the same shit they always say where they backtrack and shit. But um, Drew Brees, man. Lord, this motherfucker, man. This nigga's a dumbass, but I spoke about Drew Brees earlier, but I want to dive back into that real quick. Let me pull up this shit because I, I feel like Shannon Sharp, I mean, he was preaching. Like I said on Instagram, you can follow me on Instagram at Lunchroom Chatter Pod. I was on Instagram and I was watching Undisputed with Shannon and Skip the morning after Drew Brees said what he said. And I was just, I had to pause the shit, man, because. When Shannon Sharp was speaking, I got kind of emotional because everything he was saying was 100% true. And it, it just reminded me of stories that my grandmother told me, you know, as she was growing up because she was born 
and raised in Augusta, Georgia, before she ended up eventually moving to New York City. And she told me so many. Look, my grandma, she dropped out of school. I believe about she told me ten years old. She dropped out of school because you know down here it was just it was so bad. Because my grandma, she was born in 1918. So she dropped out when she was about, that would have been about 1928. And now you guys can go back in history and imagine what it may have been like for a young girl living in the South in 1928, 1930, even the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, that damn, all them fucking decades. You know, like back then, blacks, even still now, but back then, it was just super open. It was just super outward to where you could just abuse, kill, lynch a black person in public. The police show up. I seen so many videos and pictures, and my grandma told me so many stories of men getting lynched and white people showing up with their kids, with popcorn, with food, like it was a fucking circus event. But let me play y'all what... Drew Brees said, this tone deaf motherfucker, man, but shout out to my guy Shannon Sharp. This is what Shannon Sharp said on Undisputed. Drew, blacks fought in World War II alongside your grandfather and did not have the freedoms that they had when they came home, Skip, although they had sacrificed the exact same thing as his grandfathers did. Mm -hmm. So let me get this straight, Skip. I sacrifice as much as you do in a foreign land fighting for freedom for people that when I get home, I don't get. Mm -hmm. And Drew's like, that flag means so much. Drew, do you realize, think about the black man, that flag. For 250 years in slavery, another 150 years of, 100 mm -hmm. years of Jim Crow. And so you automatically assume that a black man should see, feel the same pride for the flag as you and your grandfathers? Skip, that's what makes me upset, Skip, mm -hmm. is that some think that only whites served in the military. Man, that flag means so much. My grandfather, my great-grandfather. I guarantee you, if you poll some players in the NFL, they have grandfathers or great-grandfathers. Drew! And that is what Shannon Sharp said. And that took me back to a story my grandma told me. Now, my grandmother, like, she's not my grandmother by blood. My mother was adopted at birth. She was adopted, so my mom's side is not my blood side. Well, the side that I grew up, you know, knowing as my my grandma, but she told me a story that, you know, she had a family member, a male family member who fought in the war and he came back and he got lynched. So when I hear stories like that, and then I think about what Drew Brees said and how tone deaf he was to just say that, but you know, my grandfather, you know, he fought in the war. So I have a, like the utmost respect for the flag. A lot of black people do too. But like Shannon Sharp said, it's not the same. Your grandfather fought in the war and he came back. He got the medals. He got the honors. You know, the fact that he actually risked his life to protect his country. And now Shannon Sharp also said, I don't have that clip. But he said a lot of black men, when they fought in the war, when they came back, they were not given the same medals. They were not giving the same honor for fighting in the war, even though they fought for the same purpose. Many of them were giving medals and accolades after they had already passed away. Now, many decades later. And um, like that right there is what it kind of makes me sad. And, and why, you know, the fact that when they apologize and shit, 
Because to me, like, once you say how you feel the first time, that's how you feel. Now, in Trina's case, I kind of give her the pass because, like, it struck a nerve with her, the fact that she lost a brother. She lost someone who she loved and who she cared about. But when people like Drew Brees, even Jake Fromm, the quarterback who played at UGA, I believe he is now a member of the Buffalo Bills in the NFL, when one of his text messages leaked, and the text said, only guns should be sold to elite white people. That is what he said. This is a young white man about, I believe he's about 21, 22 years old. Only guns should be served to elite white people. If that ain't the most racist white supremacy shit. And then, of course, he released an apology the next day. He apologized to the team because the same thing as Drew Brees. If you in the NFL, the NFL is about 70 percent black. The NFL would not exist without black players. The NBA would not exist without without black players. And that is why I respect the NBA so, so much because they let players speak out. They do. Like LeBron can come out tomorrow. Well, I've seen pictures of him already at protests with him, um, Westbrook, Paul George, Trey Young. A lot of players are at protest right now. And the NBA will not do nothing about it. And they should not because... Just because you are a sports athlete, you should not shut up and dribble as the bitch from Fox News told LeBron. But then again, when Drew Brees said what he said, what he said, what did she say? Oh, you know, he's a he's a you know, he's entitled to his opinion. So why the fuck can't LeBron and Kevin Durant be entitled to their opinion when they give their opinions on political stuff? Because they're black. And Drew Brees, that nigga gonna get sacked about 9,000 times this year. (laughs) Like, can you imagine trying to defend Drew Brees knowing how he feels? Because you know his apology is not how he feels. What you said the first time is how you feel. But I believe, like, do I think Drew Brees is a bad guy? No. Do I think he is racist? racist? No. But I believe that he was raised on certain standards the way a lot of white people are. To where it's God in his country, meaning the flag, meaning that anything that is against that or that can skew your opinion on the country being about God in the flag, then it's fuck you. And that shit is fucked up. But, but we're going to take a quick break. This is episode 32, Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Welcome back to episode 32 Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. You about to lose your job. Hey, you about to lose your job. Get the dance. Y'all, that bitch had me cracking up all week. You about to lose your job because you are detaining me. That bitch had me cracking up. That shit was funny. But did y'all see the cop try his best not to laugh? She bust into her little routine. You about to lose your... The nigga turned his head and started... Like, y'all black folks. Y'all know when a black nigga turned his head and started laughing... The shit is funny, but he know, yo, this bitch, you know, somebody recorded my face. I can't be caught on tape laughing. Nigga, we seen you laughing, nigga. We seen you turn your head when she bust into her dance. Get the dance. We seen you, nigga. We seen it. Now, she started a GoFundMe account. I don't really know how I felt about the GoFundMe account, but I mean, the times we in now, I'm not really mad at her using her viral moment to make some money. I believe her GoFundMe 
the goal was $40,000. When I checked about two days ago, she had about 32000 So I'm pretty sure by now she she made way more than 40000 But did y'all see in Buffalo, New York, there was a 75-year-old man that got pushed to the ground. The man got shoved to the ground. The police tried to lie and say he tripped. Nigga, we seen the tape. He walked towards the police. One guy, one police officer, he pushed him down. The guy hit his head on the ground, which you can you can clearly hear on the tape. It was just like, like it was a loud cracking sound. And then the video cut to the man on the ground, this 75-year-old white man. He's bleeding from his head, his ear. And one cop went over there and tried to assist the 75-year-old man. He was pulled away by another cop. And they kept walking. Now, the National Guard, eventually, you can see on tape, they they were the first ones to stop and assist him. And the cops in Buffalo, they put out a statement that said that the man tripped and fell. Now, this is what they said before the tape came out, because once the tape came out, you know they had to go backtrack. <laughs> once the tape came out, and it was seen on tape for the world to see, it went viral, that the man did not trip and fail, as they said. Now, Donald Trump, this this is a tweet from this morning where he said um, the Buffalo protester, who was the 75-year-old man, his name was Martin Giorgino. He was pushed away after appearing to scan police communications in order to black out the equipment. He said, I watched. He fell harder than he was pushed. Was he aiming a scanner? Could this be a setup? Oh, my. and this is the president of the U.S. You telling me a 75 year old man is going to get pushed lightly and fall down and crack his head on the ground on purpose. This is not what I said. This is what he said. Again, this is a tweet from Donald Trump himself. 75 year old Martin Giorgino was pushed away after appearing to scan police communications in order to black out the equipment. I watched. He fell harder than he was pushed. Was he aiming a scanner? Could this be a setup? Are you you gotta be kidding me. And people wonder why black folks is out there. Why white folks is out there. I was driving last night to Mo's with my son and I live in Georgia. Y'all know it's a Trump state here, like for the vast majority. But we was driving to Moe's to pick up a burrito last night for my son. And on a road up there on the left side of the road and the right side, there was Black Lives Matter protesters. And the thing that kind of made me feel so good was that most of them was white. Like every white person is not racist. Like there are many white allies. And I feel as if that is, again, This is my opinion. I feel having white allies is massive. And I say that because these white folks who are allies who really believe in the movement and understand that black that black lives matter does not mean fuck your life. They are raising the next generation of white young men and women. And that's the key. Again, I'm speaking for myself. And I say that. Because can you imagine the racist white men and women who have kids that are about four to five years old and they are teaching them and raising them on old beliefs? Such as white people are superior 
and blacks are inferior to themselves. So when we have white allies who believe in the cause, and I mean genuinely believe in the cause, I'm not talking about the shit that's going on now where you got all these white people saying their opinions and then when they face public backlash, then they backtrack like Drew Brees and say, oh, nah, I believe in the movement. Like, motherfucker. Like, there's no way in hell, again, going back to Drew Brees, what, what is he, about 40, 41 years old? I don't believe for a second that he was raised with certain beliefs and then he said what he said and then magically eight to nine hours later, he is so enlightened to where everything he was raised upon for over 40 years is now put on the back burner. He apologized because he didn't have a choice. And now we see all these companies now coming out to support Black Lives Matter because you kind of have to. Like you do not want to be the company to not support the movement. Do I think everything is genuine? I'm getting emails from Planet Fitness, from all these other companies who I know, they don't support Black Lives Matter, but you have to put out a statement saying that you support it. I'm playing all my video games. I see Black Lives Matter like pop up during my video game segments. And um, I love it. I love every fucking minute of it. And I love it because like, Shit like that, even though, even if it's not genuine, it will make a lot of people become enlightened. Even even when you look at movies like Just Mercy, Selma, like a lot of good black movies are now streaming free for the entire month of June. And I don't care what these white folks say. They watch them fucking movies, man. They watch Selma. They watch Just Mercy. But, and I, I believe like, like those movies are so powerful to where you can you can start the movie believing what you believe, but if you take the time to actually sit down with an open mind and watch a two-hour movie detailing a lot of the struggles that black people face, I believe that if you watch it with an open mind, you may have more sympathy or you, you may understand more what it is that we are fighting for. But you have to have an open mind. Because do not believe white folks ain't watching these movies like, I seen Just Mercy in the movie theater and there was a lot of white people in there. I'm talking about older white folks too. Of course, they was like, they were sitting in the corner trying to not be seen. But them motherfuckers, they they watched those movies. Like when I went, when I went and I saw, um, what was the shit with Michael B. George? Fruitvale Station. There was a lot of older white folks in there and they was like in tears. They was passionate. They was like, oh my God, how could they? Like they was legit into the movie more than me. Like we have a lot of white allies, but we cannot alienate them. We can't make them feel as if, oh, you you only out here because of so-and-so. Yes, a lot of them are, especially, like I said, these big companies. Do I believe every fucking company in the world magically now kids for black lives? I don't. And we seen the owner, the founder of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, you know, he, he let, me, let me pull up some of these emails he was getting. He was getting a ton of emails. From angry customers. Oh, how could you support them? Let me pull up the actual shit because I don't want to. I don't want to put words in people's mouth. Look at this. Look at this shit. This is the email that the founder of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, got from a guy named Dave. This is what he said. The subject is Black Lives Matter. The email says, you are a perfect asshole. You obviously are an idiot and you would not have 
Well, you obviously are not an idiot or you would not have the financial success that you have had. I was placing an order with this company when I discovered your statement for the support of Black Lives Matter, pledging support for a bunch, a bunch of worthless niggas will ruin your company. White America is sick and tired of this nigga bullshit. I canceled my order and I know for a fact I will not be the only one. Maintain your stance and we will watch your profits decline and laugh about it. My business relationship with you is over. Fuck you in the ass, you piece of shit. Like a lot of people feel that way because, again, like I said, I be kind of confused that people, I'm not confused because a lot of people are just racist or they refuse to look outside of the way that they were raised in their, their own belief system. Because anybody who sees Black Lives Matter and just assumes that it means no other lives matter, I don't understand it. It makes 100% no sense at all. And um, I said um, yesterday on Instagram, anyone who says all lives matter as a response to Black Lives Matter is either racist or severely misinformed. And again, that is my opinion. And I also said when elephants are in, are endangered, as well as rhinos and people say save the elephants or save the rhinos and they focus on those animals lives. It does not mean fuck every other animal. If some people are too slow or set in their racist ways to understand that they won't get it until it hits close to home or ultimately never. And that's the part that scares me because these racist white men and women, they have kids and they push these same these same beliefs and these same thoughts onto their kids because kids are innocent. Like, I don't care what people say. No child is born racist. I've seen many white, many white, you know, young boys and girls in my lifetime. Like when I'm at work in the store and they so nice. Hey, how you doing? They, they wave at you because they don't see color. They see a regular person, but as they grow up and they get older and they are taught certain belief systems and they are raised a certain kind of way, that's when they begin to push away black people or accept them as being of equal value. That's why I said, man, right now in the world is tough. But I just hope that, like I said last week, that the world gets better for me and my son for you guys as kids, for you guys as grandkids, because it still hurts. And I mean, it hurts right now when I think about everything my grandma told me and how a lot of it still rings true. But thank you guys for tuning into the podcast. I told my son yesterday, again, driving to Moe's, he's seen the people on the left side of the road and the right side of the road. He got so happy. I rolled the windows down. I started honking the horn. They was waving at him. White folks, you know, yelling Black Lives Matter. Like, it felt so good. Like, it always feel good. Like, when my people come together, you know, for a cause, for a purpose, they still protesting. It's over a week later, they still out strong. They still protesting. But it feels good to have white allies there also because, like I said, they raise the next generation of young white men and women. But I'm gonna have my son watch the. I'm gonna have my son watch a, 
I don't want to, not, not just Mercy, because, I mean, he's only five years old, but I'm going to have him watch the Ruby Bridges story. If you got Disney+, Plus, have your kids watch the story of Ruby Bridges, because I feel as if that story will have a profound impact on your child, and also it will help them grow up and start school or continue going to school and just learn to treat everybody fair and to not alienate nobody. I don't care if someone is, is quote-unquote weird, you know, but everybody should be accepted. Gay, straight, trans, again, this is my opinion. It's a lot of homophobic folks out here, but I'm not going to be black in like knowing how I felt growing up, depending on where I went, and how I always felt in, in some ways worthless, not appreciated. So I will never make another group of people feel that way. I don't care if you gay, straight, trans. I don't I don't care what you are. Your life matters just as much as mine. So thank you guys for tuning in. This is Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Again, if you guys can like share my shit, man. A lot of you guys, every episode, y'all go on Instagram, y'all tag me, y'all share the episodes. You let your friends know to tune in. Thank you guys so much. It means a lot. And again, if y'all want to support this podcast, you guys can click the link in the bio. You can go to my page, Lunchroom Chatter Pod. Click the link in the bio. You guys can send a voice message or you can support the podcast for as little as 99 cents a month, $5 or $10. Thank you guys for tuning in. This, this is John A. Schultz. Peace.